This is Chelsea. This is na 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 podcast, the Batman co- podcast for people who hate Batman. That's me. Yeah, and I'm. I love Batman. Batman's the greatest. He's awesome. I'm all about the B man. I kind <laughs> of lost that thought as it went on, uh, but that's fine. We've we've recorded this so many times. I'm just gonna go with this. Yeah, this is great. So we're going to be watching all the Batman movies, starting with the 1943 serial Batman, starring Lewis Wilson. We will watch every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. Probably not going to go into all the shows, maybe touch on them a little bit, but mostly just focusing on the movies. And uh, I will be trying to convince uh, Chelsea that Batman is amazing. And Danny has quite a bit of work cut out for and this is a bad place to start, because we are starting with the 1943 Batman serial, uh, as Chelsea mentioned, and this is dog shit. I'm just going to spoil it and just say, this was not good. No, it's this not good. not good at all. It's very bad. This is some bad Batman. Yeah. I'm on kind of the other end of the spectrum. There has been a point in, I think, every relationship I've ever had where the woman asks, do you love me as much as you love Batman? And I have had to lie to every one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, there has to be a line. Uh, uh, yeah. Women don't like it when you when, when you, you tell them the truth about that. Well, also, you're not as likely to have sex if you tell people the truth right. about that. So, That's right. You know. That it's a not, tough lesson. That man will not have sex with me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Robin, question mark? <laughs> well, he's a... You do understand he is a fictional character. I mean, yeah, but... I know you're not as familiar with him as I am. Yes, Batman is fictional, but there are many men who have played Batman. Sure, sure. So maybe one of them would have sex. Starting with Lewis Wilson, the, the first guy, first ever portrayal of Batman in, in this one. You, you, you did some research. You read about him. Yeah, a little right? bit. Yeah. Um, this is pretty much the only thing he's ever been in. Pretty much, uh, yeah. yeah. He went to drama school, I think, in Massachusetts, married his wife there, uh, did Batman. And actually, one of the things that I found crazy, <laughs> like, he's clearly not a stuntman. Like, he's right. not athletic, right. really, uh, at no, all. No, I think it's very but, but so many of the reviews talked about how, like, out of shape and, like, round he was. And I was like, he looks like an average person. He's not in bad shape, but he's, like... He's, like, in really good, like, 1940s shape, where, like, it, it looks like he's smokes, like, two packs a day and eats nothing but steak. Yeah, he's basically, like, um, someone's kind of hot dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe he runs 5Ks, and, uh, but he also eats a lot of donuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, but for someone playing a superhero, he's, like, in average to, like, below average shape. For, like, a superhero, he's in bad shape. He I would say even for, like, a cop, he's in... He's the person in worse shape of everyone in the movie. Right. All right, the bad yeah. guys, everyone, even the cops that are supposed to be worse right, than him. He, right, right. is... And the suit is not flattering. Oh, no. It is not flattering. No. It's way too big for him, and there's no... 
it, it's kind of skin type. It doesn't. So many of the lighter suits have like built-in six packs and stuff. None of that going on. No, I think also like we're dealing with fabric not really having evolved that much at that point. Right. So it's like still World War Two. Like nylons were a new invention. So yeah. you don't have a lot of fabrics with like a lot of stretch and density. Like this Batman could use some good yoga pants. Like tighten everything up and put it. And the belt where... is way too high. Mm-hmm. The belt yeah. is like. Like, almost at, like, nipple height. Right. Which is handy. Right. Well, T-Rex arms. <laughs> but he never actually, like, in thinking about it, can you think of an incident in the first eight episodes where he uses the belt at all? Never. It's purely for fashion. Purely fashion. And it looks bad. It does not look good. So. It's not, and the, the hood is just, the cowl is way too big. It's kind of sagging down Oh, my God. And the devil got, horns? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's bad. What did you think of, uh, I'm blanking on his name, the guy who played Robin. Um, let me see. Douglas Croft. I don't know what to think of him. How, first of all, how old did you think he was? I don't know. He looks like he's made... You know what he reminded me of? Like, if he didn't talk, he reminds me of that um, SNL character, the 13-year-old, the bat mitzvah boy. I don't know that one. Uh, it's a... Uh, oh, shoot. He's a little Jewish boy who just had his bat mitzvah. Uh-huh. And he, they ask him on to talk about it. And he can't answer any of their questions, so he just, like, recites stuff about the bar mitzvah. And it's very awkward, and you're just like, oh, my God, puberty. <laughs> but I think, if my understanding is correct, that he was an adult man. I think he was, like, 16. Okay, that makes is, me feel a little yeah, better. Yeah, but he's one of those faces that he, I could have, if you told me he was 12, I would buy that. If yeah. he told me that he was, like, 40, I would totally buy that, too. Right, I did some research on him. He he also didn't really do anything after this. He just kind of left acting, and then there's just no word on what happened. He died at 37, and there's just no... I couldn't find even, like, any rumors or anything of what how he died. Was, I just think it's interesting because... So this was filmed and came out in 43, and I read somewhere that he actually served in World War II. Robin did? Yeah. Huh. Uh, so how was that possible? It would have had to have been after the serial... Yeah, I guess maybe he served, like, the very end At of the At the end, yeah, I guess. Well, he would have just been 18. They might yeah. have drafted him. Yeah. And that would have, you know, cut into his filmmaking I guess so, stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. That is just a thing that I read on Wikipedia, so who knows if that's true. Right. Well, I, I mean, I couldn't find, like, any information. No. About his Wikipedia page was really, like, this small. Yeah, because he's done nothing. Apparently, everyone just stopped caring as soon as he started acting, and no one's, like, investigated why he died at 37. There you go. That's pretty young, even yeah. for them. I like, found, like, one thing on, like, a Yahoo Answers thing where someone said that they heard that he had a heart attack and he was an alcoholic. But even that was, like, even for, like, Yahoo Answers, like, they weren't even, like, confident. Like, I think I heard this thing once. One time somebody might have told me. I do like the idea, though, um, as, like, sad as this is of him, like, playing Robin when he was 16, serving in the army. And then being an alcoholic and dying from it. I don't know. For some reason, that's like... like that idea? Yeah, it's like a very Hollywood idea story, you know? Okay. Like, someone would write that. Yeah. About, like, oh, and then you get drafted, and he was, like, this up-and-coming blah, 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 but then... I don't, I don't know the exact... The PTSD I mean, and the alcohol. He's not, he not that good an actor. He saves Batman's ass every episode. Well, yeah, yeah. But that's Which not... is a dynamic that is totally foreign to me as someone who's only watched... Uh, Batman within the past 10 years. Right. Batman is not good in this. He's not good at no. anything. At one point, the bad guy literally calls him, I think, uh, a bumbling 
uh, amateur. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bumbling amateur. And I was like, no, that is an accurate description that, of his. I was so struck by the. It makes you realize like all the scaffolding that has to be put in place because this is. I don't think I realized what an insane idea Batman is. The idea of someone dressing up like a bat to fight crime. And there is no effort at all put into establishing his motivation, establishing that he's no. in any way more qualified to do this, or that this makes more sense than just being a cop. There's no. zero effort put into any of that. Also, um, a thing that struck me, every time he like gets a bad guy, he like leaves a note and it's like, this is how you can get more evidence. Right. But he, he, like, writes it out. Right. But he doesn't fucking sign his name. Right. He's got, like, he bat trusts. stickers that he, like, <laughs> yeah, he sticks just, on things. Do you think it's a stick? I think he just drew in the bat symbol. It might be a stamp or something, because remember when he put it on this yeah, guy's head? It on the it, forehead. It was very weird. And, like, there's no, no one acknowledges that he did that. Let's just, let's just jump in yeah. to the, the, the beef I beat. Uh, this, this starts with maybe the worst intro to a the worst opening shot of a movie I have ever seen. Yeah, I've this, seen better school projects. Yeah. This starts off with just uh, uh, the narration going over uh, this shot of Batman sitting at a desk in a cave, which is his hand, his uh, head and his fists, which is bats fluttering around. The bat cave in this is, is just a desk in a cave, and that's right. all of it. Yeah, at the beginning of it, looks kind of like Batman's, like, setting up for a glamour shot. Yeah. With his hands that way, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just thinking here. It's just so... It's just such an uninteresting way to introduce him. Does not establish anything about yeah. his character. Does not make him seem interesting. He looks like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. Or a bad guy. Right, right. Like, there's no technology in the cave. There's no. nothing. Again, there's nothing... And a desk. There's nothing to suggest he is good at his job. No. Or in any way, like, qualified no. to be fighting crime. There's no... He didn't really use any kind of gadgets at all. Nope. He, he's got, like, a rope sometimes. That's it. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, and the thing that... I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but there's one point when, when he's transitioning from Bruce to Batman, and Alfred is driving him and Robin, and they literally get out a duffel bag and change clothes in the back seat of the car yeah. like Alfred's a fucking soccer mom taking right. them to practice right. after school and they're like changing into their uniforms for like what it's like the most bizarre and like uncool thing yeah like that's the one thing I'll give people about Batman now is like he's got some pretty cool gadgets and stuff and whatever and yeah he's rich that's cool and he's like debonair whatever this Batman is not that Batman no at all no He's not, he's not cool. He's very uncool. <laughs> yeah. He's also a dick. Oh, he's such a dick. He's so shitty to Alfred. Yeah, and to Linda. Yeah. Like, ugh. There was this one scene uh, where, this is skipping ahead of it, but there, there's something where he gets this, like, laser gun later on, and he just uses it to just scare Alfred. He just, like, Not sneaks, knowing how powerful right, right. it is or anything, yeah. yeah. He just sneaks up behind Alfred and just, like, Alfred is, like, reading this book and he just blasts this lamp with this laser gun. Oh and then God. just laughs at Alfred when Alfred is scared that this lamp has just blown up. Right. Well, interesting, like, thing on, on Alfred. He, uh, the actor, grew up on a sugar plantation in Guyana. Uh-huh. And then his, because his dad was, like, some rich British guy. And he died dad died and so he got sent back to England like secret garden style 
and then grew up doing like silent film and stuff. He was actually in It, which is one of the most famous silent films with Clara Bow. Um, and then he did this, and then he died. <laughs> that was that's everyone's story. In this movie is yeah. they did this, and then nothing. Actually, Lewis, everyone had really bad luck after being yeah. in this movie. Didn't Lewis Wilson? Didn't he become like a grocer or something? Uh, that's Did Batman, he? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. His wife divorced him. Oh shit! And then remarried, and had a child who is actually a producer on the Godfather movies. Oh, fun fact. Uh, so then he died alone of cancer, <laughs> and then Robin bad ending for him. Right. Uh, Alfred not great. Honestly, the person with the best luck is the bad guy. Right. The guy that plays um, Doctor Slash Doc, Prince Daco, Daco or whatever, uh, who is an Irishman who never played an Irishman ever let's, in any movie. I, I want to get to Doctor Daco in a second. Let, let's go a little more to what happens. Yes. So, so Batman's at a desk. Right, and then it, there's just this montage of him and, and uh, Robin shadow fighting bats. shadow bats shadow flying bats, around. Yeah. Uh, then Batman. Just calls Commissioner Gordon, tell him he's tied some criminals to a lamppost, and uh, Batman just—he just announces that he has a date, and so he and Robin jump into a car and take off their costumes, and they give each other this weird look, just kind of this creepy smile. Like, eh. also, why is Robin coming on the date? Robin like will not leave Batman alone. Robin is the biggest cock block in this movie. I don't. It may be for Batman's own good. You think he does a terrible job. Right. I mean, the, that's going to be a consistent pattern as we talk about this serial. It's like, you're going to be like, what the fuck, Batman? And then it's going to be like, oh, Robin had a good idea. Yeah. So maybe it's for the best, but it's still but, weird. But every time Linda, the Batman's girlfriend, like, wants to do something, Batman's like, mm, I don't know. Let me check with Robin. Let me see if he's... Or let me check with Dick. Let me see if he's okay with doing this. Oh, no, I think, I think Dick has soccer practice. He can't, so I can't go on that date with you. So, like, is... Linda, Batman's official girlfriend, because there's, like, points where you think that, and then there are points where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, a great so, zone. Everything's great. It's in black and white, but... I, I just didn't care. I didn't care about their relationship. I didn't care about Linda at all. No. I didn't even know her name was Linda. I just... <laughs> I, just I just wrote down Batman's girlfriend throughout all my notes there. That's awesome. Yeah. No one's motivation made any sense in anything they did. No. I didn't care. I didn't understand why anyone was doing anything, what their relationship was with each other. I, it just was just so boring. Right. Uh, but Batman and uh, Robin rush off to this date, and then it cuts to a bunch of criminals uh, telling Dr. Dachau, uh, or they, they tell Commissioner Gordon that Dr. Dachau is going to get them. And then uh, Batman and Robin show up at, apparently, Linda's office. And uh, Batman basically just falls asleep and brags about how lazy he is. And when uh, she leaves, Robin suggests that he reveal his real identity. And Batman just poo-poos that and offhandedly mentions he's working for the FBI. Yes. This is interesting. Yeah. So, like, during this time, there's this uh, propaganda organization that we started as U.S. Uh, like ONI, uh, let me see what that stands for, uh, Office of War Information. And so they were formed in 42, and they started, like, financing um, and helping to boost films that had, like, pro-war messages. Um, so, like, this is obviously one of them, like, oh, Batman works for the Army. That's great. Right. But also, like, you can fucking tell your girlfriend that you're 
working for right. the FBI. Yeah, like, that's like a, an actual job. That's insane. Yeah. Telling her about Batman, maybe no. But right. like being like, I'm sorry, I've got to go do this. I work for the FBI. That's right. fucking normal. Right. That's not even like a secret job. No. Uh-uh. That's like a job people just have. Right. And it's also, that's that was just such a weird like line that just kind of throws out. And then it's just never mentioned or acknowledged again that he's working for the FBI. Right. Also, right before that, uh, they were talking, she asks him if he will go with her to uh, see her Uncle Martin or pick up her Uncle Martin. Yeah. With no explanation that they're going to be picking him up from jail. Right. Or why he's in jail. No, they never address why never he's in address jail. Never address why he's in jail. He, I think, mentions that he was framed, and then they just never... Uh, Everybody was like, okay, that seems fair, because right. he was framed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I just, nobody's motivation makes any sense. Mm-mm. My notes are so filled, I just kept writing, for this happened for some reason. Is that just every scene is somebody just does something, and it just, there's no explanation why right. they're doing this. Right. It just happens. And this is the longest of uh, serials, uh, at least in the eight that we've watched so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're only doing the first eight parts. There's 15 parts. This is going to be like a two-part podcast thing. We'll get to the last seven parts. So um, the first one lasts like 26 minutes. Yeah. So some of it, it should set up like a background and a... A nope. Scaffolding for a story, but nope. never does it. Nope. Ever. Oh, not, not at all. It just gets worse and worse. So the date, uh, Linda. Linda apparently is her name. Uh, Linda's uncle <laughs> is released by from prison, and he's kidnapped by his old cellmates, and uh, they they drive off in a car, and uh, as they're <laughs> as they're driving off, they have this one weird line where Linda and Batman and Robin are driving. In a car in the other direction, and he just like shouts off, shouts out like, "Hey, that looked like my niece in that car." <laughs> yeah, because the guys were like, "Oh yeah, your niece can't make it, so she yeah. asked us to come get you." Right. And then he was like, "Oh, I realized she's right. here." But my favorite part of it is like, okay, so they, it's in that much of an instant. Linda immediately turns around and goes, "You could, if you'd been up any earlier, we could have gotten here." And I was right. like. Are we supposed to like Linda or no? Or Batman. Or Batman, way. yeah. Like, like can anyone. you get up early? I didn't like anyone in this. I actually like the bad guy some, and that is not Oh, good. boy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, we'll get to we'll that get in a there, minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then a car's chase ensues. Yeah. Batman, I, like, it's like, I'm going to get them. Da, da, right. Da, da, da. Which is a weird moment. They're, they're chasing this car that they have no reason to believe anything sinister is going on. Right. There's no evidence of that. They just automatically, like, assume, like, hey, we passed a car on the way here. Let's just follow that car. And also, at one point, like, this car chase is happening, and Batman, and possibly the most pussy move of all time, is like, but watch out, Alfred, go fast, but keep an eye out for speed cops. <laughs> okay. Did he actually say speed cops? Speed cops, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like, There's actually this kind of cool for 1943 there's kind of cool special effect where the car uh like changes they have it like change color and then yeah. they quickly reverse direction and they change the license plates and drive back which is cool but it felt so unnecessary because batman has no evidence that anything suspicious is going on and they're right. just trying to fool him for just no reason but it was super cool. It was cool. Like, the bell powder coming out of the front. And I was like, I watched it, and I was like, how did they do that? Oh, my God, that's so amazing. But again, there's just no 
motivation for anything that's going on. No. Batman has no reason to believe that they're suspicious. Batman they have, is also not driving. Batman is yeah. being chauffeur. Right. And he's also wearing an enormous fedora. Yes, because he's Bruce Wayne right now. It's not right. even Batman. But did you know that I felt like his fedora was way bigger than everyone else's? Yeah, like, Linda's holding on to her, like, flapping hat. Right. And he's holding on his fedora, and I was like, you're useless. Yeah, he felt like some kind of weird, like, macho thing. Like, I've got to have the biggest fedora <laughs> in this car. He did. He did <laughs> have the biggest fedora in the car. Right. That's... You know what they say about guys with big fedoras? They are very active on Reddit. That sounds right. <laughs> That's my best guess. That man is a big Reddit user. <laughs> um, oh my god! So, so it cuts to. Oh, this might be my. Oh my god! Moment. I love this part. Oh, god. this movie is just. Uh, I mean, it's 1943, so it goes without saying it's a very racist movie. Yes. And but it's so lazy. Even the racism feels like just really half-hearted. Yeah. So it's. It, it cuts to uh, little, a totally empty little Tokyo, and there's this one moment of narration that was just stuck out. It's just been so awful, where the narr- narrator just like, uh, "Since the wise government rounded up the shifty-eyed Japs, yep. it's become virtually a ghost street." I uh, also wrote down shifty-eyed Japs. <laughs> shifty-eyed Japs, and the wise government has rounded them all up. Oh my god! So just like as a preface, I think that you know. We will continue to quote if they say Japs and things yeah. of that nature. It happens Obviously, a lot. we have no bias towards anyone of any skin color or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You have no bias. I have no bias. <laughs> Danny, I cannot speak for. But I, it's just the most accurate way to talk about this movie. Right. And so there will be some it offensive things. It comes up things. a lot. It does. And mostly the way it comes up is in a way where we're like, wow, that's fucked up. Can you imagine if... Um, One thing I will give this movie is that the racism is pretty narrowly focused, if that's a good thing. Mostly, yeah, so far. Yeah, so we haven't watched the the back seven episodes, but so far it's totally against Japanese people. Yes. I don't think I've seen anything, I don't think there have been any black people. Not a one. Not a single, so I guess that's kind of a... That's kind of, yeah, that would be racist. Yeah, okay, it's... But, you know, it's, oh, no, there is more racism towards the end when they do the Native American guy. Oh, that's right. That was That like, was That fun. had okay. me drop jaw. Let, let's save Wait. that until we get, because that was really bad. Really but, bad. Um, so, Little Tokyo. Yeah. There, we see nothing. It's like abandoned storefronts. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, the Cave of Horrors? Yes. That, again, racist, but in, like, the laziest possible mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Like, they go into this cave of horrors. It's, like, an amusement park ride where it just, like, it's supposed to be showing how scary Japanese people are. And it's just mannequins in, like, Japanese army uniforms. Right. And it's, they're not really doing too much. There's, like, a couple of them, like, pointing guns at a woman. And then a couple of them pointing guns at a guy in a cage. Right. Who's dressed as a GI. Who's dressed as a GI. And that's, that's it. Then there's also, at one point, two guys yes. who are not mannequins. No. Who, and it's never addressed. No. They're actual people that yes. pose like mannequins, but they kind of look like cavemen. And they're not Japanese. They are not Japanese. They're white no. guys in loincloths who are extremely sweaty. Yes. And they're just standing there. All day. And it just cuts like a close-up of their eyes kind of darting back and forth. 
And then there's just no explanation of who these guys are, what they're doing. There's also a weird moment at the beginning of it for me because that ride is basically kind of like one of those carousels of yeah. love where you're supposed yeah. to like make out in it. So like, <laughs> she think you are making out? Well, like, but here's the thing. So at the beginning, <laughs> there's like those guys, and he like the person who's working, it puts them on there, yeah. and he like holds the couple back, and he's like, "Oh, you guys will want to go in one by yourself." <laughs> so like, partially that was because they're gonna get off and go under the secret villain hideaway but also I was like do people come here to make out (laughs) is this a thing people are doing because that's fucked up you think people in like 1943 are like oh yeah these fucking chaps they're just turned off I just feel like there was like it was 1943 there weren't a lot of places you could like make out so this is like our this would be like our grandparents like my grandparents got married like right around this point yeah (laughs) they I want to call my grandmother now and ask if she ever made out with my grandfather in, like, a tunnel of Japanese people. Or just, like, a tunnel of love in general. I want to know. Like, was that a thing? Tunnel of love I could see people making out in, but just a tunnel of Japanese mannequins. you make do with what you've got. It's wartime, Danny. You gotta repurpose. The government's like, no more frivolous tunnels of love. None right. of that. We right. gotta make it dedicated to the war and how we hate Japanese people, and that's the only way we can stay open. And right. they were like, All We hate right. Japanese people and sweaty men and wooden cloths. Right. Also, I think Cave of Horrors would be a good name for a porno. That would be pretty good. So, just a side good. note. Just Japanese porno. Any porno, really. Any porno. I mean, if you got the parts, it's a Cave of Horrors. Okay. So they, uh, they enter. Uh, this, they get out of the, the ride, they enter the secret room and meet the, the villain, Dr. Daku? Dakau? I think it's Daku. Daku? Who, what, what did you think of Dr. Daku? Um, I'm gonna say something mildly controversial. Okay. In comparison to most of the yellow face that I've seen, and I've seen a lot in old movies, Uh this, to me, was not that bad. I... I will agree with you. On a spectrum. Yes. By itself, very bad. Not good. We should have stopped. Dr. Dr. Daku is supposed to be a Japanese doctor, I guess. I don't It's not really clear. Doctor, they call him a prince later on. I I don't know. I have no idea. He's like a a spy. He works for Hirohito. Right. He's trying to establish a new order on the ground in America of bad guys. He's very clearly a white guy. He is actually Irish. Yes. Um,. But, like, I appreciated that they didn't, you know, yellow face him. Yes. I I will... Yeah, I I guess that's good. I mean, again... And his accent, even, isn't, like, that... Like, there are a couple of other times when there are white people portraying Japanese people in this film, and they talk in a very, like... Right. I I mean, again... Asian accent. He just kind of mumbles. I guess that's a good... Then the, again, the, it just felt so lazy to me. Yeah, it, he's just a white guy who's just squinting, and that's just. And they dyed his hair black. And they, oh, they, they, they dyed his hair. They dyed his hair black. Okay. Yeah, he's just squinting and has dyed hair, and then he speaks and in he an accent. He always wears like a weird kimono thing. Yeah, and then he speaks in an accent. Or not a. He wears a kimono like one scene. Most of the time, he wears like a string, like a bolo tie. Oh, you're right. Which does not seem Japanese. No. And he speaks in an accent that also does not sound at all Japanese. At all Asian, even. No. If I had to guess, I would say French, kind of? Maybe. Like, his accent... I found him hard to understand. Yeah. He, like, he I had to like turn the like, volume up very yeah. high. 
he's just like, Batman, we will destroy you. <laughs> we, we, we must destroy you at the name of Emperor Hirohito. Yeah. That, he, it does not sound That Japanese. whole, the first scene you see him in, and he's like giving that like thing where he's like, great, powerful, wonderful Emperor Hirohito. Has the great, to- powerful Emperor Hirohito. Yes. We <laughs> must get the radium guns for Emperor Hirohito. Yeah. Uh, so the radium thing. I'm so bored. I did not. I was bored by it. Because I was like, is radium a thing at this time? Really? I guess. Because it. I mean, the bombs and stuff hadn't really happened yet. That, that wasn't been. radium. That was plutonium. I know, but it's you know. I I think it was a thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. I just was so bored. Is it radium like? I don't know. I'm not gonna say that because it's gonna make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> what? what? I was gonna say at that time, wasn't it like mostly used in small doses for like medical treatment? That sounds right. Like I know, I just read a book, um, that book about Henrietta Lacks, and treatment for cervical cancer was to, like put a bar of radium up someone's twat. Right. And then that's the medical term. Yes. <laughs> the doctor comes here like, okay, so we're gonna have to put a bar of radium up your twat. Yes. But they leave it in there, and it, like, burns from the inside. Oh, Jesus. Very bad. Yeah. Medicine. I got complaints now, but we're in a good place. Anyway, so that's my... That was what, like, I was thinking when I was, like, radium, and I was like, what are you going to do? Make a giant x-ray? I don't get it. (laughs) So that's where I was at. That would have made an equal amount of sense, is what they're doing. I could not follow. I just got so bored by everything. Right. So then um, the guys show up with uh, Martin, Dr. Martin. Yes, uncle. Linda's uncle. And uh, Dr. Daku gives this monologue about how he's kidnapping scientists to destroy America for Tokyo, and he threatens to turn the uncle into a zombie. He's, he's got this machine that turns people into, like, electric zombies, and he can... Uh, they, they've got just some kind of wires sticking out of their head, and he speaks into a microphone and can tell them what to do. Um, so the uncle is not... He, he, resist, he's not willing to work with them, so they uh, inject him with a truth serum, and uh, then he, he introduces, Dr. Daku introduces these, this laser gun, uh, and to show off its power, he has these zombies bring in a, a concrete block incredibly slowly into this room, <laughs> just like way too long for them to bring it in, Right. and then they blow up this concrete block. Which is, like, the least interesting thing you can blow up. Right. It just does not showcase this in any interesting way. Well, they talk about the gun, and the way he talks about it a lot is, um, like, oh, we can turn up the power or turn down the power depending on what kind of things we want to blow up. I was like, so it's a blow dryer? <laughs> but <laughs> radium. Like, right. what? This is not impressive to me. One thing I did, like, when, when Martin resists, uh, because... They're like, oh, we need you for the great Emperor Hirohito mission. He's like, no, I'm an American through and through. And I was like, oh, yeah. So that was good propaganda. Good job, Batman. Right. That was good. Right. We feel we feel good about that. Yeah. Also, the the machine that turns them into zombies looks like a hair dryer. Yeah. Like one of those old-fashioned ones. Yeah. Or like um, or I was thinking space of it, suit. Yeah, kind of. I was thinking of it like a like a light bulb with like peepholes like the filament inside. Okay, yeah. It's like a glass thing that kind of comes down over your head. And then the wire thing looks like, um, to me, because I've seen the Green Mile too many times, <laughs> the little cap that used to put on people to electrocute them. I can see that, yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. 
all the zombies wear the same clothes too. They all have like very unfashionable. No, not like uh, khaki pants that are way too high. But belted. They're belted, and then like a dark turtleneck. Right. That is really unflattering. Very tight. Yeah, way too tight. It's like he got one size fits all. Yes. And he was like, oh damn it! All these zombies are the same. These guys are not in good shape. It does not look good on them. No, again, not in good shape. Nobody's in good shape in this movie. It feels, like, very weird to me to complain about this so much because, like, sometimes I watch movies now and I'm like, why don't any of these people look like real people? Yeah. And then I watch movies that look like real people and I'm like, this is, oh, I'm yeah. being gypped. It's because real people are gross. Yeah. We, we don't want to see real people. I don't want to see myself. I don't like real people. No one wants to watch a movie that looks like me. Batman and Robin uh, see some suspicious characters, so they jump into the car and order Alfred to drive into an alley so that they can change. Right, soccer mom style. Exactly. Yeah. And then they just uh, they just break in through a window rather than just going through the door. And they didn't seem to have any evidence anything was going on. No. At all. They just mm-hmm. broke in through this window. Wait, did I skip the page? Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, so they just... They just break in this window and just <laughs> Batman like falls down as he swings through the window, just like hits the floor for a second. Right. And uh, and the reason they're there, it's Linda's office, and right. uh, Mar- Doctor Martin had, under the truth serum, told them that the radium was hiding behind a picture frame in that office. Yes, that's right. Sorry, yeah. I forgot to. So then the bad out. guys go there and they are trying to collect the radium in a pillowcase. Yes. Which seems like not a safe way to transport radium. No. Also, why did you just casually have him put... You were like, I'm going to go get some radium. Mm, pillowcase. That's what I'm going to take. Yes. But I, they, they use the gun on the wall, though. Right. And it lasts a perfect hole. Right. And doesn't damage the radium. I did not... Maybe this is my comprehension skills, but I did not understand what the ultimate significance of this gun was. So, I think the basic thing with the gun was it was like, look, we made a small version of this, and so, like, the pursuit of radium becomes, like, a main plot yeah. for the rest of it, because I think Dr. Daka is trying to build a larger version, like, because there's a point later on, spoiler alert, where um, he tries to blow up a bridge. Mm-hmm. His plan was to make, like, a bigger version of the radium gun right. and blow it okay. up that way. I was so bored through so much of this. <laughs> I, there, I told I, you I fell asleep yeah, watching this first episode. Yeah. I this is, I had a lot of trouble making up how, my mind about how I felt. There were moments where this was, like, so bad it was good. There's a few moments where I was like, I'm genuinely kind of enjoying this. Yeah. And there's a lot of moments where, oh, I don't care about anything that's going on. Right. Like, if I cut down the clips of things that I enjoyed of the eight total, it probably would be mm, five to seven minutes. So, Batman and Robin just jump in this room. They start fighting. What did you think of Batman and Robin's fighting? Or, first of all, uh, they... They, they go up to the roof, and they, they start fighting on that, and they're blasting around with the radium gun, and they're fighting. What did you think of the fighting style that was employed Hilariously here? bad. Not good. There's no way it was choreographed. No, it did not look like there was any choreography. At one point, the bad guys have Batman, like, pinned on the ledge of this building. Yes. And he's literally flailing with his legs yes. up in the air, like, yes. when you change a baby's diaper. And yes. I was like, this is not cool. I noticed that, too. That was the weirdest moment. Batman and Robin, they also, they do not appear to have any kind of martial arts training of any kind. No. 
Which, like, you'd think, working for the FBI, you would definitely be trained in hand-to-hand combat. You'd think you'd at least have, like, some, like, training in boxing or something. I didn't see any evidence. Or just, like, you know, that thing, you know, self-defense classes. Yeah. Girls take, where we're like, get him in the eyes! Punch him in the balls! There's a lot of, like, running away and hiding involved in the fight. There's a lot of getting knocked out. Yes. He gets knocked out a lot. Yeah. And there's also Batman and Robin both do this kind of weird move where they kind of jump at their opponent, like, chest first, mm-hmm. and just kind of try and knock them over with their chest. Right. Which, for Batman, is not a bad move, as he is a rather... <laughs> He's not in great shape. rather large guy. It's so. like a standing-up, like, body slam. Yeah. Uh, as someone who is in, like, like a pretty average-sized guy with, like, a probably average to slightly below-average strength with no martial arts training at all, who's been in... Maybe like generously two fights in my life. Uh-huh. I feel like I could take Batman. I think that's fair. I think I could easily. Take I've been in, in one fight in my life, and I feel like I could take Batman just because maybe I could like say things to hurt his feelings, and then he would like cry and leave. I just don't feel like this Batman is in any way super. No, like you can maybe say he's a hero for getting bad guys, but I cannot call this Batman a superhero. Also. We neglected the part. So at the end of this episode, Batman gets pushed off the side of the building. Yes. And I was like, so Batman's dead? What are we going to do right. for 14 more serial right. episodes? Also, the, the zombie, Dr. Dacu just commands the zombie to jump off the roof for right. some reason. I was like, do you have that many zombies that you can yeah. just be like, Rrr? Right. What was your fight, by the way? I can't imagine you fighting somebody. Like oh, an adult um, you? I was in a fight once uh, at a party. Uh-huh. Uh, I was, like, seeing this guy, and there were a bunch of people over, and this really belligerent guy showed up, and I was using the bathroom, and his girlfriend wanted to use the bathroom. So he starts, like, calling me all kinds of names and shit, and I was like, dude, my friend and I will be out in a second. Cool your tits. Get out. And they're, like, starting shit, and I was like, mm, I'm not having this. So I went to the guy that I was seeing, and I was like, hey, can you have what's, we'll call him Tim, leave the party because Tim's an asshole. Sure. So they're like, yeah, Tim leaves. A couple of hours later, everyone's been drinking. Uh, Tim comes back. Tim is drunker and somehow still standing up. And um, I just like to, like, the demographics of this party were, like, 80% black people, 10%, like, Latino people, and then, like, some white people who were, and then probably of that group, Let's reestablish Chelsea has no prejudice against at, anyone. But just like, just like, it's important to the story. So okay, like, okay. of those people, probably 5% were gay. Okay. So he comes back and he starts saying racist shit. He starts saying homophobic shit. He gets in my face and tries to like take a punch at me. Wait, is this a black guy, white guy? Tim is white. Okay. Shocking you. everyone. So wait, he's saying racist stuff to you? To just, just, oh, just like, in, in general. general. He's, like, okay. yelling racist shit. Okay. Even though his girlfriend is Indian. And That's I was, weird. like, very confused. Anyway, yeah. so he took a swing at me, and that was it. It turned into, like, this big brawl thing, and I was involved. And uh, at one point, um, someone, like, pinned him down, and I stomped on his foot a couple of times. And I oh, did end up breaking a couple of bones in his foot. But he earned it. He was very drunk. And he took a swing at me. I feel like you could take Batman. I think that I could take I Batman. Because like, I know there's one thing with Batman. There's, he falls down a lot. That's basically all I need. Yeah, That's all yeah. I need. Yeah. No, I think it, there's also no kicking involved in mm-hmm. his fighting style. No, I've got I feel there. like he's totally unprepared for yeah. any kind of kick. That's true. One good kick to the shin, and he's beaten. Probably. 
you could easily kick. I could probably kick Batman's ass. I'm glad we've established this. <laughs> because it makes you feel a little better about disliking this one so much. Right. So, uh, that's the cutaway. It's Batman Falls. Yes, Batman falls awkwardly off the roof. And he has this weird just uh, shot of him just kind of flailing around awkwardly in the air. And then, and then they're like, tune in next week. Yes. Come back. Yes, and that's the end of part one of this serial, which I don't think we established. It's called The Electrical Brain. I love the titles of these. I do, too. I really do. Yeah, that so, was one thing I, I totally... The second one's called The Bat's Cave. Which, which is, I hate. Actually, I know I just said I loved it, but I hate that they call The Bat Cave The Bat's Cave. Yes, also that they call him The Batman. Oh, God, I hate that. The Internet? The Walmart? <laughs> Jesus Christ, people... So, we cut to Batman's falling off the building, Well, but first I have a recap that doesn't actually match what happened in the last episode. Like, there's some stuff where, like, a, um, these women that, like, screamed when they saw the zombie falling off are now screaming when they see Batman fall off. Right. And it was just a weird moment to not have it match up with what we... Well, I guess back then it I wasn't mean, what they just saw. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a week, right. so right. fair enough. But Batman, very luckily, falls onto two men who are, like, window-washing this building. Yes. Uh, almost knocking one of them off, to, to be fair. And right. somehow he climbs up the rope right. to the top of the building. Right. Which, as we've discussed, this Batman could not do. No. He could not do it. No, not at all. He would not pass Jim. He is not in good shape. Mm-mm. No, he's not going to pass Jim. He, no. And meanwhile, Robin is just hiding because, again, hiding a big part of their fighting style in this really movie. Is. It's hide food. It's <laughs> 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 way hide food. Uh, oh, my God. So the, the criminals, uh, I think my notes are missing something. I just said that the criminals, they, they capture one criminal, they take him to the cave. And, and the gun. They have yes, the radium gun. Yes, they got the radium gun. gun somehow. So they take him to the cave. And uh, Batman uh, interrogates the criminal threatens him with the, the laser gun and he uh, threatens him with bats yes that was a weird moment because he, bats don't eat people no that's not science no <laughs> no so that's never gonna happen I mean beyond even science this movie is not there's nothing scientific about this movie that's no. like I will gonna, continue to bring it up though <laughs> but it was so most of this movie is so campy and silly and, like, totally G-rated, then it randomly becomes incredibly dark. Yes! Like, Batman is suddenly, like, it's almost feeding time for the bats. And yes. he says, they don't bite unless I tell them to. Right. Whoa, Batman! Right. You've said, like, two sentences to right. this guy, and now you're trying to, like, sick your bats on him? Which, to my understanding, are actually shadow puppets. Right. Alfred is standing behind the light, doing Right. It. They don't look at all like bats. No. And then he just leaves this criminal in the cave... He, the criminal like, tries to go out and this uh, uh, gate comes crashing down traps him in the cave and then that's just like the last we see of that criminal he's just uh, do we see him again? I, thought, I, thought I think thought. they drop him off somewhere I think oh no they do <laughs> no this is the criminal oh, that right. they drop right. off in front of the police like they just they roll him out, out of the car. car yeah that's and right. the cops come outside and they're like oh these drums right and then it's got a, like a Batman stamp on him, and they're like, "Oh, he's a bad guy." Okay, so I'm I'm wrong about that. We, he doesn't just leave him there to die, uh, which it would would be kind of in character with that moment. But we're not consistent about Batman being insanely no. dark mm-hmm. at all. No, 
At this point, he is not the Dark Knight. Right, right. He's the very white. Yeah, I mean, you can totally do a really dark take on Batman, but I, I feel like if you want to do that, you got to be consistent with that. Sure. You can't be having him say, like, let's go get the bats, chum. One moment and the next, like, sicking bats on people right. and threatening to murder them. This is also the first time we meet Alfred. Yes. And uh, this, um, the cave and the entrance that from the cave in, through the grandfather clock into the, like, into uh, the house. Yeah. So that actually was not from the comics. They right. created that for the serial. And then going forward. Um, and Alfred in the comics was a big fat guy up until this point. So I have a theory about this. Yeah. So, throughout what we've seen so far and what we'll continue to see, Alfred tries to be helpful. Yes. But he kind of is a bumbling fool. Yes. And I think that if we're going to try to look at this through the lens of, like, World War II... Yes. Then maybe the reason that they cast someone who wasn't uh, portly is because they didn't want it to be a direct parallel to Britain's leaders at the time. You're saying they don't want him to look like Winston Churchill? Yeah. Because, just like, if we're thinking about it. Okay. Because Britain's on our side. Okay. But to be fair, they made a lot of fuck-ups. I mean, that sounds... They fucked up a lot of things. Yeah. That sounds insane, but at the same time, all the propaganda... All of this is so insane. insane. None of this is real. I'm Makes totally sense. willing to accept any theory I'm, about this. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, this. that's fine. Yeah. All this is just stuff. You just gotta be like, okay, that's... Sure. sure. Alfred's reading a mystery novel and he's scared by it, so Batman shoots a laser gun at he's, him. He's reading a mystery novel out loud to himself, alone <laughs> in this empty house. <laughs> and Batman hard. comes up behind him and blows up a, a lamp with a laser gun. Right. And then he and Robin just kind of laugh at him, like, oh, Alfred, always getting scared by explosions. Which is like... Knowing his backstory that has not been explained through the serial at all, just like, can you imagine if you raised someone and they did that to you? Yeah. That man is such a dick. He's such a dick. Such a dick, such guys. Such a dick. Like, There's, we hate him. Just all he is, is, uh, I, I, I didn't get any sense, and that was such a good moment of this. There's no sense that he's interested in justice or avenging his parents. He's just like a spoiled rich kid who just no one says no to. Right. He's just going to go around just blowing up lamps and just beating up criminals even though he's not good at it just because he just feels like doing this. Also, at this point, he has not received any kind of, like, this is not a mission from the FBI. No. This is not because he gets one of those later on and we were like, oh, this is different. We see this. I, I, didn't, I didn't even remember that. Yes, he does. Oh, that's right. He does. That yes. was another moment that was so batshit. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is just like Batman was like, there's a bad guy going around. I'm gonna get him. I have no but real evidence that there's a bad guy, but he just stumbles right. into it. He's basically like, I should have been earlier to pick up Linda's uncle. Right. Now I guess I gotta fix all this mess. <laughs> okay, so um, then they, they just cuts to Batman and Robin throwing this criminal out of a moving car mm-hmm. in front of the police station. Yes. Um, the, the criminals call Linda's uncle, they, they call Linda pretending to be the, her uncle, uh, telling her if they want her to meet them alone tonight at this nightclub, and she tells Batman about it, and he's just like, mm, nope, no. <laughs> she like, wants him to, to come alone. But then he's like, mm, I'm not going, and I forbid you from coming either. From going either. As as the man 
I will not allow you to go to this nightclub unescorted, and I refuse to escort you, so. Which was cool. We were like, yeah, Batman, that's good misogyny. Yeah. Love it. He, he has, uh, and then, <laughs> and then he, he has this line where he turns around and he's like, hmm, he told her to come alone, and I don't like that. But that doesn't stop us from going, now does it? Yes, Batman and Robin have a beautiful date at the Blue Parrot. Yes. That's the name of the place. Right. Which is perfect. I just love that he, just that just casual misogyny of just like, no, I don't like that she's going to this place alone. I don't think she should make her own decisions. Don't like it. Because Batman is very good at making decisions, so he should be able to make decisions for others. I don't like that my girlfriend, question mark. Lady I hang out with, who seems kind of disdainful of me in general. Yeah, I noticed that, I didn't even think about it before, but there's, he never displays any kind of affection no. towards her at all. No. And he never spends any time alone with her without Robin being there to chaperone. Right. There's not even, like, they sit next to each other in the car. Right. And they're in the car together. But that's it. Yeah. So, maybe the second half of the serial will fill us in on what their relationship's like. I mean, if you told me that she was his sister, I would totally buy that. There's, like, no... Or his friend, or his girlfriend, or his aunt. Or just a random person just that a, he met. Just a random person. Yeah. He's just, like, stalking. Like, he was at the doctor's office that day, because she works as a receptionist for those doctors. Like, he was just at the doctor. And If you said that she is his employee, I would buy that. Yeah. I, at this point, she could be anyone. Maybe she's the CIA agent. Because... Who knows? I wrote. I just assumed she was the, the girlfriend, but there's really no evidence of that. Yeah. Beyond just the fact that he had that one line about going on a date. But then they had that weird smile, so maybe it wasn't supposed to be a date? But, yeah, maybe. I, I just really, like, I think the casting description for this role was, like, must be pretty. Yeah. Very good at fake passing out. <laughs> no lot, need for speaking. There's a lot of fake passing out. She has, like, three lines. Yeah. That's it. So they go to the nightclub. Yes. Uh, the girlfriend makes a phone call, and Batman and Robin are just watching from just another table. No, so she goes to take... Someone's like, oh, there's a call for you. Yes. So she goes yeah. to the phone booth, and Batman's like, hey, Robin, go watch her. <laughs> Robin, being bad at instructions, like, since they're going to the phone booth, and he's like, oh, well, she's probably going to be a minute. Right. Then the phone booth fills with gas that yes. knocks her out. Right. The back wall opens. Right. Two bad guys take her. And then Batman's like, hey, Robin, what's happening? She gets kidnapped a lot. She gets kidnapped so much. That's going to happen a bunch more At times. At least four times. At least four times. Yeah. And we're, we're only halfway through this. Right. We're all not even. Yeah. Yeah, right now we're only at two. No, I mean in terms of. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four of or the four eight. times in like the, what we've watched. Uh, so they, they find that she's disappeared. Uh, then there's something, for some reason, they, they go to her hotel that I just again I just didn't care I, I didn't really why catch they why they went to the hotel but I oh I think that one of the guys dropped a business card or something something like that they, and they just, went there and so they get in the car yeah. and they he's like oh we should change it to our disguises and then Robin dresses like a paper boy yes and Batman just dresses like a person his disguise is just unbuttoning two of his buttons and yeah wear, and putting like them a cigarette like looking a little more poor yes yes <laughs> as his disguise 
Hmm, that looks like Bruce Wayne. No, no, Bruce Wayne is more rich than that. Bruce Wayne always buttons his buttons. Right. Bruce Wayne doesn't smoke. Right, That's no. a different guy. <laughs> and why does Robin have just, like, a newsy costume, like, ready to go in the with car? With papers. Yes, with papers. Because someone buys the paper. That's, like, I was like, if they were fake papers and someone tries to buy them, they'd be like, hey, this isn't today's paper, kid. Right. But they're papers from that day. Yes. So he would, it's not like he can just have that and no. just leave it in the car. Like, he had to have that, like... I like the idea of Alfred being in charge of their costumes. Like, part of his responsibility is, like, every day get a bunch of new papers. Yeah, just in in case. case. Yeah. Just in case. And every day it's like, you know, guys, we've been doing this for, like, six months. You have not used any of these papers. Yeah. It's kind of a waste of newspaper. And he has, like, a weird hobby where he, like, turns the newspapers that aren't used in the crafts. <laughs> he's like, got macrame. So hats. Yes, he's got a lot of newspaper hats. I really like this version he's of Alfred. Using a lot of, uh, just giving gifts to people, just wrapping them up in newspapers. Yes. Making he wraps a lot all of paper things. mache. That's what he wraps Batman's luncheon every day. That's it. He's just making paper mache bats down in the back cave. Yes, that's what the bats are. They probably are. It's the newspapers they don't That's use. It. There was that one giant bat on the wall behind behind the desk. Yeah, that was definitely paper mache. Could be. <laughs> I mean, you can literally see the strings hanging from the bats. This is just so half-assed. Everything about this is just yeah. so half-assed. Uh, so Batman, uh, Batman goes inside. Uh, and the guy's like, hey, do you need a room? Yeah. And Batman's like, no, I'm just meeting somebody. Yeah. Sits down in the corner. And Batman, Robin is outside. They're looking for a guy with like a scar on his hand for some reason. Right. And uh, so Robin just is selling papers, and the guy with the scar on his hand buys one, and he radios Batman to say the guy is coming in, and Batman follows him to his room. Batman runs up the stairs very quickly. Yeah. A lot of stairs. How do they know? I was impressed by that. How do they know that the guy with the scar in his hand is even going to buy a newspaper? That seems like they're counting on a lot. But the guy with the newspaper that that got the scar on his hand, when he goes to check in to get a room, there's like a scanner pad, like a palm scanner. Yeah. It has the number five on it. Or five zero, I can't remember. But I was like, that seems like something Batman should have noticed when he was at the little check-in thing. They had that in uh, Dr. Daku's secret cave. Right, because that's how they get into the secret entrance. Yeah. It's like some kind of palm scanner or something. Which, which is, seems way futury for yeah. 43. Yeah, and for someone who's like, who's just got this guy in a loincloth just hanging out outside the cave. Right. I still, there's no explanation for that still. I hope we get one. We, there is a little bit, but not really later on. But we'll get to that. Okay, yeah. We'll get to that. Um, so then they, when they see when the guy, what room the guy is in, uh, they go and they change into their costumes, and they yeah. climb up a, a rope onto like a telephone wire and tightrope across. Just jump into the room and find the, the girlfriend being interrogated with a desk lamp. That's like literally, Linda is sitting at a desk, and they have like a Pixar desk lamp yes. pointed at her to intimidate her yes. into interrogation. Yes. Because desk lamps are very scary. Yes. Which is why Pixar chose it as their logo. <laughs> Pixar, that famous horror movie company. Right. Like, it's just one of those things to me where I'm like, this is how frail women are assumed to be. Right. That, like, desk lamps. There is one point where when she's being interrogated, someone, like, pushes her 
like just not even like hits her, just like, pushes her, and then she faints. Right. And she's supposed to be like, oh no, please, the light is a little bit too bright. Ah, my eyes. I'll give it you was... all the American secrets. Yeah, no, it was I'll very. Tell you where the radium is. So they, they just jump in and they start fighting. Batman's cape immediately comes off and then is back again in the next shot. I literally wrote for this, boo, boring. <laughs> the fights are so bad. They're really bad. They're so bad. And they make you realize just how impractical it is to fight with a cape. Yeah. Like, I don't... Why doesn't anybody ever just step on his cape? Yeah. You can just pull his cape and just yank it and just pull him to the ground. Also, my next question. When... So they're fighting. Yeah. And then uh, the room starts filling with smoke. Yeah, there's some bottles or something that get smashed, and the room starts filling up with smoke. And all the bad guys are like, uh-oh. Right. Um, but Linda's passed out. Yeah. And he, Batman carries her and tightrope walks with her. Yes, he tightrope. Do you think that's actually her, or is it a mannequin? Because it looked mannequin. very stiff. I, I'm sure it was a mannequin. I don't... I, I can't imagine that this actor was strong enough to also, carry anyone. Also, they both had stunt doubles. Did Batman it? and Robin, yeah. Okay. I will give it to them that I did not notice the stunt doubles, but... The mask and the... I mean, it right. wasn't, like, hard. Right. But still. I'm sure that's a mannequin, just because I can't imagine Batman being strong enough to pick up a woman. No. Not that this woman was heavy or anything, just... Or, like, a suitcase. Or a suitcase. <laughs> or just, like, a small bag of groceries. That's why Robin always carries the disguises. <laughs> that's right. He's got Alfred to just carry between the, the two of them. Yes. Uh, so then he just starts tightroping. He, he walks out the window. He tightropes across his telephone wire, carrying Linda. Then a bad guy pours some kind of chemical onto the, the telephone wire, and the wire catches fire. Right. I didn't understand what was going on. I don't know. If, I think he took a, another wire, like pulled a wire off of another electrical yeah. line, and it was like a live wire. That he put on the other wire. Either way, it catches fire. Yeah, the rope caught fire. And Batman's just, like, toddling across. Yes. Do, right. do, 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 do. I didn't get the sense that they were that high off the ground. No. It felt like if the wire's on fire, it's time to just jump. And he's moving very slowly and deliberately right. across this wire. I don't remember if he makes it or not. It was so boring. There was so little suspense. Because he's, like, eight feet off the ground. I was honestly more interested in the fact that, like, when you're looking at Batman crossing on the the tightrope, it looks like it's pitch black night outside. Yeah. And then you cut to Robin on the ground, and it is bright like it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. And I was like, what is happening, guys? I don't have any idea what time of day it is. That remains for most of the thing. Consistency was not important. No. No. There was nobody... I mean, just in that last fight, there was that scene where the, the... Cape gets pulled off immediately, then it's back on. Right. They didn't give a shit about anything. No. This movie looks like it was made for about a hundred dollars. That was a lot of money in nineteen forty three. Hundred dollars like today's money. <laughs> like about like four dollars in nineteen forty three money. But it was super popular. Like it sold out in cinemas, especially in college town. Hey guys, Chelsea and I had so much to talk about today, we decided to break this conversation into two episodes. We're going to be coming back next time with parts four through seven of this serial. Until then, like us on Facebook, rate us on iTunes, please subscribe to the podcast, and do not watch this serial. This thing is garbage.